two seconds of your yes. time, man. What do you want? Young entrepreneurs. Yes. Just lack patience and actually give a fuck about what other people think of them. Those are the two core reasons you're not at the next level yet. What's up, everybody? What's going on? I am your host, Blake Haggett. We are here at the Yes Show, the Young Entrepreneur Show, where we meet, talk with visionaries and leaders of today's time, how we're going to innovate, how we're going to change the world. So stay tuned, check us out, give us a follow, and you all won't be disappointed. So welcome back. We are here with another episode of the Yes Show, and I am really excited for this interview. I know we've talked about it for a long time now. Yes. We finally got... To sit down, um, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Marshall Weber, um, the owner of Jack City Fitness, one of the best fitness facilities in Boise, Idaho, I think. We try. Yeah? We try. So uh, I'm going to let you take it away. Kind of give us your story of how you got started in business, um, who you are, what you've done, and some of um, the exciting things in your life. So I'll let you take it away. Uh, my name's Marshall Weber. I'm the co-owner of Jack City Fitness, also uh, married with a baby boy named Cruz. He's almost two. Um, been in the fitness realm for about 15 years now and then own this business for I think six or seven years now. Seven years. Wow. Yeah, it's You're been, coming up on that quick. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So let's, let's talk about some of your um, business and how you got Jack City started. Where did the name come from? Like all that stuff. Oh, okay. So the name Jack City was a nickname that I received when I left high school my senior year to play um, junior hockey in El Paso, Texas. I went there, and this was a phase of my life where I was just trying to get yoked. I was just trying to get, <laughs> get as jacked. Biggest possible. Didn't care if it was functional or not. Um, so when I showed up at this camp, I was massive, and they called me Jack City. I didn't know what it was. Um, it was actually a, a black friend from Detroit and he was like, yo, you're Jack City. And I was like, what is that? What is Jack City? They just kept calling me Jack City and then um, it stuck. And the whole time I was there, I actually introduced myself to fans as, hi, my name is Jack City. Because if I were to say, hi, my name is Marshall, they'd be like, who? who? So it was this. just, it was really just everybody yeah. called you that? And even when I go back now, they still refer to me as Jack City. And I remember coming home from vacations, like, or coming home from Christmas and Thanksgiving and feeling really weird for people to call me Marshall. It was it was strange. But when I started the fitness business, I I had no intentions of growing it into anything besides doing my taxes right because I had some income coming from the team that I was training, one team and one individual. And I was like, well, I'll create an LLC yeah. that way I can um, distribute the profit properly and not get you know. That's smart. Rather than it being like a personal entity yeah. um, and having all the liability on yourself. Yep. So I did That's that, and then next thing I knew, it was I brought on a business partner, um, which I got a lot of uh, negative feedback to do that. But everything that I had done up until that point was just a major. So let's talk about that for a second. So the negative feedback. Um, I know a lot of people that listen to the show, young entrepreneurs. You know, so many people are afraid because of the negative feedback. People are like, oh, well, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. And you've decided what was kind of some of the most important things that you took away from bringing on a partner? Was it um, their expertise? Was it um, what were some of the things that he kind of yeah. provided, I guess, is a good question. I think question. the most important part of why I brought on a partner was um, he just had so much drive and he had a vision that was different than mine, but it mm -hmm. was complement. It complemented my vision. That's cool. So it was really 
like all of, I met with my accountant, I met with my contract lawyer, I met with my parents and mm-hmm. I met with friends and they were all like, never do a partnership, never, <laughs> never partner with anyone because they'll, it'll, it won't work out. It's, yeah. it's a recipe for failure. But, uh, the way that I built the company and the way that we built the company was based off of like faith and, mm-hmm. and, and for a greater purpose. And so bringing him on was just taking away that fear yeah. and replacing it with faith. And that's been the biggest, um, motivator and the biggest like multiplier of our business. So that's really cool. I've, I have the pleasure of knowing your business partner pretty well. And if you ever have the chance to get to know Marshall and Jay, um, the other business partner in this business, um, they definitely have very different outlooks on their visions, but they also come together in many aspects. And it's really cool to see I mean, you and Jay are friends, but it's not like your best friends and buddy buddy. You're yeah. business partners, and you we guys have a balance. Opposite, yeah. It's super cool to see, you know. And for all you guys out there listening that are considering starting a business, I would recommend finding that business partner. I mean, it's hard enough to start a business on your own. Um, finding a business partner with an equal balance of understanding as well as kind of direction, like what you and Jay have, is really helpful. So. It's really cool. What are some of the things at your gym, um, Jack City, that you guys specialize in and what are kind of some of the things that you like to um, promote in your fitness world? Uh, What we do that separates us from every other fitness facility in the Valley and in the country even, we've trademarked and patented our business structure and terms. Mm -hmm. So we have like a partnership. We consider everybody that comes into our facility a partner, mm-hmm. and we like to pair up with them and partner with them in their goals. So we want them to use the gym. We keep them accountable towards using the gym, and if they don't, we have an accountability coach who calls them and says, "Where have you been? Why haven't you, you come to the gym?" <laughs> Some people really need that. Yeah, and everybody needs it. Um, that's one of the biggest differentiators between our business and the other fitness businesses. Is we just we really want the people to come and we, we count on them coming as opposed to kind of the general business model where about 75% of the people don't ever step foot after they sign up. That's really interesting. And, and you've done a good job of that research of creating something different and unique in that sense. It's, it's really cool to see that partnership because I think especially in fitness and taking care of your body, it, it is a partnership and you have to be held accountable because I mean, 50% of the time, I don't want to go to the gym, but if someone was calling me, telling me to go to the gym, yeah. it'd probably help motivate me or inspire me to continue to go. That's pretty interesting. So let's, uh, I got a good question for you. What is one of, after you started Jack City, what was some of the most difficult things that you had to face um, when opening your business? Was Was financing a difficult thing to get or was it kind of bringing clients in or what were some of the difficult times that you had to go through that you had to come out of um, and learn and some of the lessons you learned along the way? I remember, it's funny you bring that up. I remember the doing the math when I ordered my equipment <laughs> Yeah. before I brought Jay on, or maybe it was the same time, but nobody else knew. Of course, my first couple pieces of equipment, my parents went halvesies on me, yeah. along with me, and then I paid them back. But after that initial, I think it was around $10,000, after that initial dumbbell cable machine squat rack, mm-hmm. then I really kind of went all in, and I think I tripled my investment. Um, I took all the money that I had made and put it down. So the company had 
X amount of dollars. I put every single penny as the down for this. So you took a lot of risk when yeah. first starting this business, which yeah. is a lot of you listening it takes a lot of risk. It doesn't, nothing comes easy. Yeah. And it, it was the, it was that money down plus my, all of my personal, like took just zeroed out my accounts <laughs> to, to put the money down. And that was half. Yeah. So then I knew I had two months cause it was, they had to make the equipment where mm-hmm. I had to make the other half again. Otherwise they would have never shipped oh, it out. So I put like 20, I think it was like 20 something thousand dollars into this order and I didn't even have the other 20 to pay for it once it was done. Like the, so the down payment and then the like yeah. the final due before we ship it out. Do you remember the VIP room in my uh, old house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was back in that white, in that room on a whiteboard. And I remember doing the math and it was huge. It was, <laughs> it was like if I cut the Cheerios and if I cut the marshmallows cream, <laughs> then can I make it? And that came down to like 20 bucks and, and, and it turned out it worked. So for those of you listening, um, I've known Marshall pretty well personally, and he started his concept in what was it like a thousand square feet or less than that. It's like like 500 square feet. It's pretty small. And now you've grown your gym and your, your concept to, I mean, how big is your facility now? Almost 12,000 square feet. It's been about seven years. So it's been really cool to watch you grow this concept and it's something that you truly believe in and it's always been your passion and from as long as I've known you you've always had this passion to not only train hard work out but help others you know and that's kind of something that I wanted to talk about too is your faith and belief in you know helping others and what his kind of what is that driving force in you that is kind of pushing you to help others you know it's, it's biblical, and I'm glad you bring it up because when you asked me <clears throat> how Jack City started, there was a big part I left out there where when I knew we were going to have this interview, I was like, oh, I'll have to think of what what was the real testimony behind the company starting. Yeah. And I, I remember, I think it was, I was in college. Tommy was my roommate. Yep. I remember just trying to find a, like a path. And I remember one night, I don't know when it was, but like, breaking down into tears in my kitchen on the floor like god what do you want me to do with my life like what's my purpose what am i what what am i striving for and then i don't remember how soon after that or if it was immediately but i remember from that point on that's when jack city started and it was a matter of like waking up at 4 30 in the morning mm-hmm. to pick up jack york you know no way pick him up at five o'clock at his house um, and then take him to the gym to work out before I went to work at early morning. And then, so I was full-time school, full-time work. And I just got this whim of John Oliver called me and said, Hey, I've got this kid. He needs more work ethic. And I just poured everything I could into it. And it didn't phase me. I was, I was on this hiatus, which I still try to live by every day, like mm-hmm. give and expect nothing in return. Yeah. And, and I love you, that. When you do that, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. There should never be a fear of giving because it, everything you give comes back in tenfold. And that's truly how we've grown. People mm-hmm. are always asking us like, how did you guys get so big so quick? And it's just, we poured from the first client to the first team to like how our business is structured um, whatever we received, we give back in tenfold and mm-hmm. it's just multiplied our business. As far as like my first client, mm-hmm. he paid me everything he paid me. I paid, I bought him supplements and vitamins and then he ended up being really successful. Mm-hmm. The first so one. where is Jack today? That's a um, cool he's question. He's playing in Arizona State University hockey. So no way. So ASU. Yep. So wow. just, uh, and he's a phenomenal player. He, his, uh, 
expectations for his career were super high, and now he's just loving life, enjoying college, and playing mm-hmm. hockey. So he's doing what he loves. You know, when you get to that competitive level of hockey, there's a certain plus or minus of health. Like, do you want to try and become a professional player? Do yeah. you want to abandon everything and, and shoot for the stars? And I think he's at a happy level of competitiveness where he's having fun. and, and just Yeah, because I feel like sports teach people such important things growing up. But there's that point where you need to kind of look at it as, you know, especially hockey. It's yeah. so hard on your body and it can be so... Um, damaging to your your future i mean like especially with concussion protocol and all those new things that are coming out it's it's really interesting to see especially jack because i've known him as being an extremely good hockey player that he's Mm -hmm. kind of found peace and now he enjoys it probably more yeah and he's you know how old is he now 23 24 something like that yeah (laughs) Yeah, he's probably in his 20s now that's interesting but he was on that team that won a national championship. So with locally here, yeah. So they were they're one of the only. I think we've got one or two. No maybe way. it's just one that's ever won a national champion. And it's not like cheerleading. Nothing. No, <laughs> no offense, McKinsey. But uh, there's only one national championship per age division, and, and they won it that first. That's really cool. Year, so that's awesome. That that's what skyrocketed us mm-hmm. as far as a business. So you bring up a really interesting, and I just had this thought. Um, I heard a quote probably about three or four years ago, and I also live by it, is the secret to living is giving. Whoa, and it's, it's kind of powerful. And when you start talking about that kind of stuff, it just it brings me back to some of the things I've learned about giving back and especially giving and not expecting anything in return. It's like, really hard. I, it's really hard. And it's when you can finally do that in certain situations, you know, try it out a little bit and see how, I mean, you don't, it's hard to measure because you're not expecting anything return. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really cool. You bring that up and that's really cool about Jack city being one of kind of the leading principles of mm-hmm. how you guys run your business and how you kind of expect things out of your clients. You know, you don't expect anything, yeah. you know, you're going to hold them accountable and you guys are going to put in 110% and, um, you know, expect that they can do their part, you know, yeah. on their end. So cool. So let's kind of pivot a little bit. What um, are some tips that you would give if you were to look back and restart all over again, starting your gym? Um, Not regrets, but learning lessons that you could help others that let's say they're 20 years old and they want to start their own own Mm -hmm. fitness facility. Is there some things that you would recommend or... Make sure whatever you're putting your effort towards, it's something that you can see yourself doing for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and when you're doing it, you don't think about when are you going to be done? Uh, like, don't think if I'm going to be a fit, a personal trainer. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do this, but you know, am I going to do it on a Saturday? Am I going to do it on a Sunday? Am yeah. I going to do it on a Friday night? If, if you have a, a pullback from doing it or sacrifices, that's, it's like, would you be a fitness coach with the sacrifice of being at home at night, putting your kid to sleep or going on a vacation with your family? Would you, you know, there's so many sacrifices to building your brand or building your Mm -hmm. your business that you have to be able to make a short-term sacrifice and even sometimes a long-term sacrifice to build. That's true. I, it's kind of cool to hear your story more in detail about how it started with picking up Jack at, what was it? 4:35 in the morning. You'd mm-hmm. go take him and train him, mm-hmm. and then you'd take him home, and then you'd go to work, and then you'd go to school, mm-hmm. and like, it's really interesting to hear. 
Um, so what was kind of that next movement after Jack? Did you move into more team stuff? I know that you train a lot of sports teams. Um, what, what does that look like? Well, we, yeah, you're right. We, we started out with a lot of teams, a lot of athletes, and then it just branched into general population. So mm-hmm. we're probably 30% athletes right now. Okay. And then the other 70% is just general population, retired athletes or people trying uh, to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, athletes are usually broke and they don't have money. So <laughs> it's hard for them to be able to um, afford our services just because they are an investment. Because um, mm-hmm. what they invest in us, we invest in them. But uh, what was the question again? No, I was just kind of asking what was the next stage after Jack, um, after Jack. to kind of like, I mean, kind of walk us through how your business grew from like the first couple of years. Cause I know that you made that transition to a larger facility shortly after you had kind of opened. I mean, most facilities start small for five to 10 years, you know, it was Jack and then you had it was you know, some teams and then bringing on your business partner. Yeah. Jay was the huge, he had been in the industry for five years. So he had worked at, worked at Axiom for five years and okay. he knew ins and outs and pricing and presentation and uh. um, he knew everything about the business before I had even imagined it. So when he came on board, we knew we had a common faith. So mm-hmm. we knew our beliefs were the same, yeah. but other than that, we were complete opposite on like how to do marketing and how to do pricing. I wanted to do everything for free and he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to charge everybody and yeah. we just found a happy medium and that's that's what took it off is investing my like trust in him mm-hmm. because he had so much experience in the industry. That's really cool cuz I know that Jay's brought that that aspect to the table and you know for those of you listening to this podcast um like we'd mentioned before it's really interesting about bringing a partner on and that's been one of the benefits of your career so far as well as I mean you see a lot of successful business you kind of got to bring on a partner in ways to help guide you because I mean you can have your own opinion but that might not be right in the world you know and it might be you know you'll probably be blessed hopefully with someone that can kind of work together with you and and make you a better person in a business world you know we all have wives and girlfriends and you know that's a big thing in relationships that's interesting but I wanted to uh, let's pivot a little bit and talk about education I know you've always told me that you're a life learner what is that like um a life learner so (laughs) um as grandpa says um education is everything or education is the key to success yeah something like that um if you're not learning you're if you're not if you're you're not growing, you're dying. and Yeah, you should be valuing learning over everything else. Um, that's been a huge eye-opener for me in this industry just because the the human body is changing so much. And that's, trying that's to true. own a business and, and make it you know successful, you have to be with those fad diets and those fad workouts. Mm. You have to understand them. And then like you had a question the other day about um, intermittent fasting. Yeah. You need to be able to be knowledgeable in those and have... A, a way of, of bouncing ideas off people. No, that was awesome when I asked you guys that question the other day. Um, Jay had the perfect response. He said, well, what are your goals? And I was like, huh, you know, I just, I read about it and I thought it sounded interesting, yeah. but you know, he kind of helped me reevaluate why I might want to try intermittent fasting mm-hmm. or what it is. And, you know, I took some time to think about it and I said, you know, Jay, my goal is to be sharper. You know, I want to have a lot more mental clarity. And so then you kind of 
look at the end goal and you kind of re reverse engineer it back to, okay, well, what can I do every day to maybe get to that point or learn about my body more to do that? So that's kind of interesting. I know that what are some of the things that you do to help grow your education in the industry? Is it, are you constantly attending seminars? You know, do you spend a lot of time reading? What are some of the things that you do? I'm, I'm always a short attention span. So I have, to go to, I have to go to a <laughs> seminar. I have to sit down at a clinic. I have to leave town to learn something. I'll go on vacation with family and I'll, I'll read a whole book on a specific type of training. Huh. Or um, that's the only way I'm able to learn is kind of when I'm out and away. Just because of my being an entrepreneur, I'm always emails or training or coaching or I'm just problem solving all day long. Yeah. Um, it's, it takes me hours in a day kind of thing. You yeah, got to escape from that. Compartmentalize <laughs> my time more and more every, every day, but I have to go to clinics and certifications out of town and it's expensive, but it's worth every you're penny. reinvesting in yourself. When you leave town, you're thinking, I can't leave. I've got so much to do. There's no way I can leave. Mm-hmm. And once you are out of town, you have this sense of, I can't wait to be back. I'm going to implement this. I'm going to implement that. And it really re-energizes your business. And then it's a motivator for everyone around you. Because when you come back to your business and there's the daily grinders that are there to help your business operate. Yeah. And you're just this this spark of of like energy for them. Positive energy. And you've got these new ideas. And and this coming year, I think October, I've actually reinvested. And we're taking all of our um, coaches on a, a educational trip oh, cool. so that's, that's awesome. a huge thing i'm trying to do every year is, is it's been so successful for me as the owner yeah or jay and i as the owners that we now are investing in them so that they can feel that as well and they can bring that back with them to you know roll it out into yep. a business model that's really cool is it is it something that you do i know that you've we've talked quite a bit about it um is it like a quarterly thing? Is it a yearly thing that you like to do? I know that, you know, I try and get out and go do something once a quarter just to ignite the fuse, you know, even though, you know, when you get back, it's, it's, it's great when you're there, but when you get back, you implement things and for a month and then sometimes there's some fall off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that that's one of the most important things that people miss though, too, is actually implementing it and sticking to it. Cause sometimes it can get hard, but is there like, do you do it quarterly, yearly? What is kind of your, or I do you find things that interest you and you just kind of throw it on the map? No, I think that's a great point. I should organize it a little bit better because right now it's just spontaneous. There's yeah. no, it's a yearly, like I kind of think of, oh, I want to go a couple places this year, a couple mm-hmm. places next year where I think this, this year I kind of screwed the pooch and I've got a whole bunch all in one month. <laughs> I'm gone one week and the next week and then the next week where that hurts my business potentially more yeah. than like what you're saying. If I did it in a quarter, I could have more time to implement and reflect and then try a new, you mm-hmm. know. And it's hard though because some of the ones that you like to go to and attend, sometimes they're like yeah, one week and then two weeks later and you're like, oh, I don't have time to get home to like try some things out before you go back out and learn more. It's pretty interesting. So let's, um, let's dive into the yes show questions. You ready for those? Yes. 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 Say yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So, um, our first yes show question what is your morning routine like? And the reason we do this question is because for all of you guys listening, we like to get you thinking about your morning routine 
And the question is, what is your morning routine? But we like to get people thinking about it because maybe they have some things in their morning routine mm-hmm. that you might give them advice and vice versa. So um, what's your morning routine? I've like? avoided the snooze just recently since I moved into my new house. Okay. No snooze. That's the worst Oof. habit ever. I've gotten into that habit Uh-oh. really bad. It's horrible. It's terrible. But the one thing that I do is, and I was seeing how sturdy this table is, but uh, I have this pose I go into right before I get in the shower, and it's like a child's pose or something, some kind of yeah, yoga pose, dog. and it just totally rejuvenates me and wakes me up, huh. and I'll hold that pose for a couple minutes, um, and then I'll jump in the shower, get dressed, and then outside of that weird yoga pose that I do, um, <laughs> I have a breakfast that I've eaten since grade school, so... yeah. Oatmeal, no matter what, eggs, no matter what, and it's usually the egg whites because I'm allergic to the yolk, um, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's just always oatmeal and egg whites, and if, if, if I'm out of town, it's the same, and I believe that foundational breakfast is what makes me build muscle. It's what makes me mentally clearer. Um, there's been times where I've missed it, and it just... It just makes me tired. It changes your day. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's That's food. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's that, I feel like everybody has that one to two things. I mean, you look at some of the most successful business owners and people in, in our time, they have the same morning routine that they've done for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to hear. I didn't know that that was your morning routine. Yeah. And there's this book that I'm reading who follows that same principle. It's called The Perfect Day Formula by uh, Ballantyne. Interesting. Um, I'll link it for those of you that have interest uh, in reading Craig Ballantyne that. is his name. And he's the Perfect the, Day, is that what it's called? Yeah, Perfect Day Formula by um, Craig Ballantyne. He's a, it's amazing. Um, I've just experienced the, the aftermath of the book because I've seen him speak quite a few times. Uh-huh. But now I'm really digging into the book and it speaks about how that morning routine is the foundation of your success. That's really cool. I'm going to have to read that one. All right. Yes, show question number two. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, Forgot what it was. What three people <clears throat> oh, yeah. would you take with you on a weekend getaway and why? It can be anybody, celebrity, famous person, okay. entrepreneur, anybody. So <clears throat> I know the two people that I would take with me. Okay. And then the third person would be a spontaneous, just off the like wall. A, like a godsend or whoever <laughs> needs to be in that. So it would be, I take them backpacking. Probably up some crazy hill or crazy mountain. So you'd push, you'd, you'd push them. Physically, yes. Yep. Push them. That way I can see what their character's like, and, you know, it helps build my own character. Um, mm-hmm. i take them up, up probably like the Thompson Peak or something in the Sawtooth. Uh-huh. But I'd take uh, Shane Grove and Joel King because they're very, very experienced, and they're very, very um, knowledgeable about backpacking, and they'd be mm-hmm. very accommodating so they would help you no matter if if you had issues or not and then the third person like i said it would be a random i i I wouldn't know until they said they could i'd probably invite like three or four people and three of them would back out and then that one person would be the one okay this is their trip is there a certain person (laughs) i've got to answer it uh, I'd like to take you. That'd be fun. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. You would yes. love it. <laughs> going on a backpacking trip, guys. We're going to do a podcast episode when we're up there, too. Oh, I like Ooh, it. We can yes. talk talk knowledge. All right. Well, as we wrap it up, um, what question do you have for the listeners to get them thinking? Our target kind of audience is about, you know, young entrepreneurs, 
Um, they're looking to start their own business or businesses, or maybe they have their own businesses already. What is some thought provoking question or something simple? Um, I was going to ask what your favorite color was, but <laughs> that's too, uh, too simple and silly. Uh, the, the question that really brings up, um, some, some, um, adversity in my mind or some mm-hmm. conflict would be, what is something that you do every day or avoid doing every day that sparks fear or creates this, this sense of, um, like fear. What, mm-hmm. what, what do you sacrifice every day or avoiding every day? What's the number one thing that you're fearful of? Um, to give you an example, when I was uh, backpacking a couple weeks ago, or about a month ago, I went, there's these glacier lakes everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And I always jump in the glacier lakes in the morning or when I get there. And this last time I went, I got fearful when I went underwater and opened my eyes. And so that, you see like a giant, like, yeah, I was like yeah. glacier lake, it's super clear. And I opened my eyes and I got scared. So the next time I went, which was like a week later, I packed my snorkel gear with me because I knew that I needed to overcome that fear. And I've, I've always had a slight fear of that open, empty water kind of like thing. Like Paul Lake. <laughs> you don't know what's the in there. <laughs> but, uh, so I packed all my snorkel gear and when we went to this glacier lake, I, I, uh, whittled a spear and I snorkeled for five minutes in the glacier water and tried to spear a fish because I knew that if I brought my snorkel gear, I'd be able to see really far and I'd Uh I'd go deep. And, and it was, uh, I definitely took away my fear of this glimpse of a fear because that that fear just compounds on. Uh So what is it in your life or that you've recently experienced that made you fearful? Is it the dark or is it investing money? Yeah. Is it going all in on your business idea or taking the chance? Hiring somebody to help you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Expanding your business. That was a really good question. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear the comments. Hopefully we get a lot of comments from you guys. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The Yes Show. It was a pleasure to have Marshall Weber, the owner of Jack City Fitness, on here. And I will uh, put the links to find you on Instagram, websites, or a certain place that people can reach out to you if they have fitness questions or want to get signed up. Yeah, you can uh, text us anytime, 208-999-1111. Ooh. Or, uh, yeah, you can just hit, up, hit us up on social media, Jack City Fitness. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Perfect. Twitter. I will put all that stuff up there for you guys to check them out. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Yes, show. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. Yeah.